Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Application from last week's 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us that obedience is the core of holiness. The second reading reveals that in our weakness is his strength. The gospel shows us that being honored does not make what we do important. This week, show your love by being a servant for someone who is physically or emotionally weak. Let their weakness become strength in Christ through you. You can do this by visiting someone who is shut in or in prison, 
You can read the weekly scriptures to a blind person. You can fix a meal for an elderly person in your home, family, or church. You can take someone who is lonely or depressed to a movie. You can telephone someone and pray with them. You can be God's ambassador and let his strength shine through you. I saw an article by Pope Francis on suffering and took it over to my next door neighbor who was shut in and read it to her. I also brought some brownies for her daughter and grandson who are caring for her. And what was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Uh, Deacon Ken had from one of his books, Obedience is the core of holiness. In his application, I have stayed close to the Lord in study, in prayer, in being obedient to his word. And I have, in the second reading, the Lord said to Paul, who had a thorn in the flesh, my grace is sufficient for you, but power is made perfect in weakness. My personal application to keep praying for healing for the arthritis and to thank him for his grace in being able to get up and start moving. Continue proclaiming his praises no matter how I feel. Before we go into the 15th Sunday of Ordinary Time, I want to encourage you to do the whole Bible study in the privacy of your own home. You will be amazed at how much easier it will be for you to develop a deeper relationship with our Lord and how much you will learn. This week is the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The Gospel is from Mark 6, 7-13, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two, giving them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing on their journey but a walking stick, no food, no traveling bag, not a coin in the purses in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals. Do not bring a second tunic, he said, and added, whatever house you find yourself in, stay there until you leave the locality. If any place will not receive you or hear you, shake its dust from your feet in testimony against them as you leave. With that, they went off, preaching the need for repentance. They expelled many demons, anointed the sick with oil, and worked many cures. The word of the Lord. Questions. How did Jesus send out the twelve? Two by two. And over what did he give them authority? Over unclean spirits. Mark 6, 7. How and where did Jesus send the 72? Luke 10, 1 says, The Lord appointed a further 72 and sent them in pairs before him to every town and place he intended to visit. What was Jesus' instructions to the twelve? to take nothing on their journey but a walking stick, no food, 
no traveling bag, not a coin in their purses, in their belts. How are we instructed? Romans 15, 4 says, everything written before our time was written for our instruction, that we might derive hope from the lessons of patience and the words of encouragement in the scriptures. What did Jesus tell his disciples they could wear? Sandals. And what were they instructed not to take? A second tunic. For what are your feet prepared with shoes? Ephesians 6, 15 says, zeal to propagate the gospel of peace is your foot gear. What did Jesus tell the 12 to do when they entered a house? Stay there until you leave the locality. And what if they were to and what if they were to not listen to or welcome by the host? Shake its dust from your feet in testimony against them as you leave. Mark 6, 10, and 11. Personal. Share with someone a time when your message of the good news was accepted and a time when you had to shake the dust from your feet. Deacon Kenny answered that many times through inmates in another book. He said, in another book, he said, I thought it was accepted in the Spanish church of Guadalupean. Deacon, um, and I answered that a letter, I answered a letter from an inmate sent to St. Dismas Guild who has been incarcerated for 18 years and helped through the ministry and through the Bread of Life Catholic Bible study. In the letter I quoted, your rebirth has come not from a destructible, but from an indestructible seed through the living and enduring word of God, 1 Peter 1, 23. I had in a book dated 1999-2006 when Kim was alive, our message of the good news has been accepted wholeheartedly in the prisons and amongst the poor. It has been rejected by some of the teachers and leaders of the church and some of the self-sufficient rich. Again, I want to reiterate the power in doing this Bible study alone and then sharing what the Lord says to you with someone else who has also done the study. That's how Deacon Ken and I did it. We had our own personal relationship with the Lord and then sharing what the Lord revealed to us individually, we became one heart and mind, putting on the mind of Christ. If not married, form your own little group who comes together once a week sharing with each other. The guidelines for facilitating the group are in the front of the book. The teacher is the Holy Spirit. What did the... 12 go off and preach this is question eight mark 6 12 the need of repentance what was granted us through the death and resurrection of jesus christ acts 5 30 and 31 says the god of our fathers has raised up jesus whom you put to death hanging him on a tree he whom god has exalted at his right hand as ruler and savior is to bring repentance to Israel 
in forgiveness of sins. What did the 12 drive out of people, many demons? And for what did they use the oil to anoint people? What did the good Samaritan pour over the beaten man's wounds? Luke 10, 34 says, He approached him and dressed his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. He then hoisted him on his own beast and brought him to an inn where he cared for him. Personal, in what way have you brought the message of repentance to those to those around you? Who gives you the authority to do, to do this and how did you receive it? Deacon Ken said, through preaching, teaching, and encouraging people to go to reconciliation. And Jesus Christ gave them the authority, and it was through the Holy Spirit. I would like to add to Ken's, he had the authority of the church because he was a deacon. And myself, through this Bible study, as I do the study, it constantly convicts me of the need to repent and to go to confession. The first time that happened to me is when I read the passage on love, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. It showed me how unloving I was to my husband. I bring that message to others by sharing my own testimony. The Lord gives me the authority and I received it by repenting myself. Not long after the Lord convicted me through his word, he gave me Psalm 32. And that is where I learned that the Holy Spirit is my teacher and teaches me all that Jesus said and did. And I also answered that in a book dated 1993-2000. In what way have you brought the message of repentance to those around you? When I told Ken about his attitude towards my mother, he accepted it, repented and changed. He was kind to her. And when I told him about the TV and about what he fills his mind with. Let us read and meditate on Psalm 85, 9 to 14. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people and to his faithful ones and to those who put in him their hope. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him. Glory dwelling in our land. Kindness and truth shall meet. Justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth. And justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him. And salvation along the way of his steps. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Cam wrote, Surely salvation is near to the one who fears him. His application, I will act like it in my words and actions to everyone I meet. And I wrote, God is kind, merciful, and truthful, and brings me peace. The same verse Ken took strikes me also. I used to be afraid of God, but through getting to know him in the word, I have learned not to be afraid of him, but to fear the Lord, to reverence him and adore him, and to know without a doubt he loves me. My application, 
If I lose my peace, praise and worship God more and check and see if I need to repent of anything. The commentary. Jesus sent out his disciples in pairs so that they evangelized. They could strengthen and encourage each other. He knew that many times they would face rejection and needed the support of a fellow believer. Our strength comes from God, but he meets many of our needs through teamwork with others. Jesus told the disciples to take nothing with them except the bare necessities. He wanted them to rely completely on his power. He told them not to move around from house to house, but to be steady and clear with their message. The custom for pious Jews at that time was to shake the dust from their feet after going through Gentile cities or towns. This was to show their separation from Gentile influences and practices. The disciples showed by dusting their feet after leaving a Jewish town that the people had rejected Jesus and his message. Jesus made it clear that the people themselves were responsible for their response to his message. The disciples were not to blame if the message was not accepted by the people. They were responsible for how faithfully and carefully they presented the message. Today, we are not responsible when others reject the teachings of Jesus Christ and even reject Christ personally. But we do have the responsibility to share the message of hope, the good news with others. We have been called by Christ to go forth and make disciples of all people. We too are called today to go forth and cast out demons and heal sick people. The challenge you and I must face is, do we really believe in the message of the good news? We need to shake off the dust and move away from that, that place that does not know or agree that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. The unbelievers need to see that we are willing to lose friends, money, family, and even personal health before we would deny our Lord and Savior. The message is loud and clear. I have given you every blessing under the heavens, Ephesians 1, 3. Our application this week, the first reading tells that God uses ordinary people for extraordinary service. The second reading shows that God wants everyone under the heavens to enjoy his holy grace. The gospel reveals that all Christians will be held accountable to Jesus Christ. This week, be accountable to everyone in your family. Let your family be blessed by your presence and actions. Let your everyday events be filled with your joy and humility. Let's close with prayer. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. Thank you for your presence and teaching us by your Holy Spirit how to live our life. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not 
into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.